It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again. It's Tuesday, hope you are doing well. 14th of November, we're going to be going through some of the Chelsea news in today's show. We are into the first week of the international break, which is the worst part of it. Once we get to this time next week, we're starting to feel good about Chelsea returning, but have to get through the slog of the final international break of this year, the last one till March. So if you look at it like that, only one more of these in 2023 and then we've got quite a lot of club football to get through the bulk of the season. So that's why I always enjoy getting this one out of the way because then it's just pure Chelsea, which last year wasn't great, but hopefully this year is a lot more positive as we head into the festive season. Uh, in today's new show, we're going to be looking at Victor Osserman. We're going to be looking at also some of the international break news so far, positive and negative. If you are new around here, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. Please do, if you are listening on the podcast feed, share it around. Please do give us a positive rate and review. Really helps out. Another show-related thing, this Thursday, I'm going to be heading up to Anfield for the Football Content Awards. I want to say a massive thank you to all of those who helped nominate Son of Chelsea in the category of Best Premier League Club Content Creator. Whether we win or not, I think it's just a privilege to be able to actually be nominated. But we want to bring some silverware back from Liverpool. Uh, that'd be kind of uh, quite symbolic, quite ironic, and I, I'd, I'd quite enjoy that. So hopefully that'll be the case and I'll update you on, on what happened uh, over the week. But let's start off with Victor Rossman. So a name that has constantly been linked to Chelsea in terms of striker targets. We've consistently heard Chelsea's pursuit or interest. Pochettino has kind of hinted at it publicly in a press conference that Chelsea are looking in the forward attacking position over the January window. Despite all the money that's been spent in that area, apparently Chelsea still want to recruit in that area. And there are some people who I'm sure watching this, listening to this or, or not, who still believe that Chelsea need to buy a number nine. We'll get into whether they do or not, but 
This is just a story from Nazar Kinsella from The Standard. Chelsea are confident Osserman would be keen to join amid Ivan Toni and Antonio Nusa interest. The Blues have been encouraged that the 24-year-old would be keen on a move to Stamford Bridge. He has described Chelsea legend Didier Drogba as one of his football idols and likes the idea of playing in the Premier League. But Napoli value Osserman at well over £100 million and their president Aurelio Di Laurentiis is a notoriously tough negotiator, is unlikely to sell him in January. Now, we did have John Obi Mikel kind of trying to stir things up with his new podcast. He had Victor Osserman on. I mean, he's had some incredible guests, as you probably expect for someone of, of a stature and playing career of John Obi Mikel. But he's had this new podcast. He's had JT on. He's had Frank on. And now he's had Victor Osserman on. And this is what he had to say to try and convince Osserman and kind of broker that deal potentially for 2024 for Osserman to become a Chelsea player. Anybody with that figure, that stature, that 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 personality, and 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 someone who can score goals in big games, and somebody who we can depend on, on you know scoring goals. And I just feel like you are that person. You will fit right in at you know what we need to achieve at the club because we're crying out for someone who will get us goals. And I think that's what you will give us. So I personally think. So I hope. Can wait. Yeah, yeah. Saudi, Saudi can wait. Give us, give us two, three years at Chelsea, <laughs> or four years, and then maybe Saudi can happen. But, but yeah, Chelsea next season. I, I, I hope you come at the club. It's amazing. I'm obviously to live in London. We don't have the best weather, but everything else is amazing. Trust me. The club, uh, people at the club, the, the training ground, everything is absolutely amazing. You sound uh, like the owner of the football club <laughs> making a pitch to Victor. You pick whoever you want to pick, Victor. So quite lighthearted. Whenever I hear stuff about, and I think there are recent evidence that kind of shows you that getting overexcited about a player's links or past links or favouring Chelsea. You know, Osman said he has friends that are Chelsea fans. Whether that does not mean that's not very relevant to me in terms of whether he becomes a Chelsea player or not, or it's relevant in terms of whether both clubs could find a fee that's um, good for both parties. Would the player want to move? I think that'd be another question. I think it seems like he would be willing to move to the Premier League. He's had quite a few years at Napoli and and maybe there was a sense as well that last summer could have been the time to move. But Napoli are one of the most difficult clubs to deal with. Chelsea and, and many other European clubs know this. But I do think that 2024 will be the year that Osman moves somewhere. Whether it's Chelsea or not is, of course, a big question. But then again, if it you know even you know January is still unlikely despite all the business that Chelsea did last last uh, January we have to take into consideration a lot that business were for players for the future really you know players who were more likely to move and sure Enzo Fernandez is the one you can point to that was a massive fee and a massive um, move in, in in January but you know Benfica Napoli I think Napoli and De Laurentiis have to be factored in here as such a, a massive sticking point and the fact is Osserman's goals goals are you know a valuable commodity as Chelsea should know more than any and to let a striker go midway through the season can be very costly for a team and why probably it's more likely he moves next summer which then I think brings Ivan Tony back into the conversation as a potential January buy for Chelsea but six goals in eight games so far this season there's no denying the player's quality he's a real dominant presence up there and he quite clearly knows where the back of the net is. I, my big concern is is a what we've seen from strikers before at Chelsea with big fees, but then also 
just giving the players that we've invested in time to mould and develop. You know, we don't know over the course of this season whether Nkunku could play a centre-forward role, even if we think of him as a 10 maybe or a player who can play in a variety of positions. But I just want to bring this up. Nicholas Jackson has six goals, six Premier League goals so far this season. That is the same number of Serie A goals. And a lot of people dismiss Serie A. So if we're saying that you value Premier League goals higher than you do Serie A goals, well, Nicholas Jackson has six. He scored three against Tottenham. He scored one against Manchester City. And there wasn't a lot of hype for him over the summer. There wasn't high expectations that he was going to be this massive transformative player. I've been critical of him. I don't think he's, of course, he's not the finished article. I think he, there are parts of his game that need to be developed. But when you throw in context, which is the key thing here, one of them being that Nkunku got injured on the eve of the season. And I do think if Nkunku was fit, a lot of the pressure on Jackson would have been alleviated so far this season. But then also how young he is, how raw he is. To expect him to operate at a level where he's the finished article is just, you know, it's disingenuous if you're approaching him like that and it's also just unfair. But he, I think, given all of that and given that he's one goal off of, uh, sorry, he's matched now Timo Werner's Premier League output for uh, his first season and he's one away now from matching Kai Havertz Premier League tally for last season. It, it puts into perspective how Jackson's doing, even if there are, of course, ways for him to improve and, and not that there haven't been any frustrating days for him in front of goal. But I think we all knew that when we signed him over the summer, that you were going to have to give him some patience. So I, I still feel that my personal position is, I think it's just a little bit more interesting to watch Jackson develop. And with Nkunku returning, I think that's going to have a great benefit to him personally, the way those two players could link up, but then also the rest of the attack. And when you see players like Cole Palmer producing, uh, Raheem Sterling's been chipping in with the goals. And if Reese can stay fit, we know he can produce as well. I just feel with all of that tied in, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Maybe we'll be in a position where more people are going to be desperate for Chelsea to sign someone in January. I would say that my personal position and what I actually think Chelsea are going to do, I mean, I think it's very likely Chelsea signed someone again in January because that's what Chelsea do. That's what this ownership does. And I think Pochettino, as a coach who knows getting Chelsea back into the Champions League or getting Chelsea back close to the top of the Premier League is, is of high priority in the short and long term will want to have someone who can give him those goals very quickly. So that's always going to be the the struggle. It's whether Chelsea with Tony or with Osman can structure a deal in January. Uh, I just can't see it happening with Osman in January. I, ju I just 
personally can't because Napoli are such a tough team to negotiate with. And I don't think they would part with him midway through the season when they know that next summer there's going to be more suitors probably. It's the summer. It's a more favourable time for the selling club and the buying club probably to do it. So I think that's when he will move. Let me know your thoughts on this story in the comments below. Going to move on to some international news here before we, we wrap up the show. Um, So the good news is Cole Palmer has been called up to the England senior team. Um, We've had, of course, some... It's kind of off the back of some injury news and players pulling out which we will get to in the second part of this you know England international or just international break story but it's great for Cole Palmer you know it's obvious he needs to be called up he's been playing brilliantly for Chelsea at a high level so the second part of this is to do with uh, Levi Colwell and Malogusto both have returned to Cobham Malogusto has withdrawn from the France squad after an MRI revealed a small injury to the medial lateral ligament in his right knee and Levi it seems like once again a precaution over an, in- an injury that kept him out against Manchester City Levi is a little bit more uncertain uh Pochettino didn't give much in his post-match press conference and his answer didn't make it sound that great but reports since have kind of suggested that it's a shoulder problem and it's kind of a precaution which you hope it it would be in the case of Malo Gusto we see Gusto as kind of this competent safe backup to Reese James now and the idea that he's getting an injury with Reese's injury problems and Reese hasn't gone on international duty over fitness concerns too to try and uh, maintain this recovery you know, it's not the greatest situation. I mean, compared to some other teams, you know, Chelsea's injury situation touchwood seems to be improving slightly. How long that lasts for, especially with an international break and players going all across the world, we'll wait to see. But I think all of this leads into just my general problem with just the, the insane amount of football there is over the course of a, a calendar year. Now, it feels like since the pandemic where we had such a congested schedule that's only kind of continued and uh Chicago Dimitri I'm sure a lot of you follow him on on Twitter he's a great Chelsea account kind of brought this up and I think he made such a great point regarding it is that there's just too much football the 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 calendar's ridiculous I think we have too many international friendlies pointless ones that don't tell us anything really I, I know that comes from an England perspective but I think it's probably the same for other nations too is I just don't think you know I I see so many of those games and I'm like did this game really tell us anything more especially when they are lopsided games as well even some of the qualifiers that that's a another tangent about qualifying campaigns just being so weighted in certain nations and they created the Nations League which sure does allow for that level of competitiveness but it's just extra football in the calendar when I think the football need uh, the football in the calendar needs to be um, taken out a little bit more we need a leaner schedule not a, a fatter one you know and, and that's that's one that unfortunately just seems to be getting worse and worse and I think the the repercussions are you get a certain type of fan who responds kind of in anger going these footballers are play are paid so much ridiculous amounts without comprehending that these are still human beings who will break down. And actually, the knock-on effect is that for fans, the experience of watching football 
actually deteriorates because players break down more. You don't see the level of quality, freshness, intensity that you'd maybe want to from some of the best footballers in the world. I think it actually hurts the game in the long term. That's my view. And I, it's just a, a deep concern that isn't just a Chelsea-specific one, but will be seen not only across the Premier League, but across, I think, the world over this international break. Is I Just watching games and seeing so many players pull up and seeing so many players pull out of international duty, I think, tells you a lot about the current situation. And uh, But will, the, will FIFA, will UEFA, will anyone do anything about it? No, because it makes money. And that's just the reality. So those are my thoughts today. Let me know yours in the comments below. Follow me across the socials at Son of Chelsea. You can check out my appearance on the 90 Min Review Show. I was on there on Monday talking about Chelsea. All of that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll be back later in the week. Probably a breakdown. I want to do another breakdown episode looking at Conor Gallagher, Cole Palmer, tactically what Chelsea did so well against Manchester City and kind of how Chelsea are improving. And, and probably we'll do a Q&A over this international break as well, maybe a collab or two. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and I will see you again very soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.